When you wanna play me? I'ma play you in various ways. back to Crimson Horizon. My name is James O'Connor. It's been a minute since the last episode. Hope you haven't forgotten about good old Crims over here. Uh, basically, I recorded one episode with Kelsey, put it out there, and waited for the sponsorship deals to roll in. They did not. I feel that's a little disrespectful, but I'm going to keep working away at this. Um, I was able to secure my second guest. His name is Aaron Kuko. I graduated with him from college at SAIT Television Production Program. Uh, we basically talked about his experience with uh, the carnivore diet. He's been doing it exclusively and has basically reversed the effects of his autoimmune disorder. Um, you know, he's seeing great benefits from it. So it's definitely a pro carnivore diet. Uh, conversation and um, I would love to have a vegetarian on here just to uh, to balance it all out but we were basically talking about how it worked for him now this may not work for everyone but he's tried all of these different um, diets more or less or uh, patterns of eating he's tried all of it and this really seems to work for him and um, I know I said uh, this show is about culture. My first two guests happen to be white. But listen, guys, uh, I am going to have people from different backgrounds on this episode. So please stay tuned to that. But we had a great conversation. Um, he even, uh, he even uh, makes his own music. So I'm going to outro with one of his songs. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode. Thanks for listening. I was going to say, like, I can definitely tell, like, I was looking at old pictures there, like, a couple months ago, and I was like, like, looking at you now, you look younger than you did <laughs> then somehow, like, that was 2009 or whatever, and it was like, yeah, you could definitely tell you've been doing, I don't know, doing some changes and, and finding out, like, uh, um, like, diets that work for you. Yeah, so I have a... Uh... I've had an autoimmune disorder for probably since I was about 16, 17 is at least when it started to really yep. trigger. And it's called, uh, well, they didn't know what it was back then, even though I'd been to doctors and tried to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And no one really knew. So, and that was probably 20 years ago. And it's a disorder, it's called hydrodenitis. So, or sativa, I think, is what it's called. Wow, sativa, not like the drug you can not take. The, not, not the, the cannabis. The, no, okay. No. Not the sativa is the one that gets you awake, but that's not that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm more of a hybrid. Yeah, I like a hybrid. You know. Yeah. Best of both, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> so anyway, uh, up until recently, I guess about three years ago. I didn't really know uh, what it was and just kept having breakouts. Like, I guess I should backtrack. 
the disorder is a skin condition, which um, you get uh, cystic acne breakouts in very uncomfortable parts mm-hmm. of your body. So, right. you know, the years just go by, I'm not getting much advice or help from doctors, and you just kind of live with it and hope for the best. And then finally I'd had enough and just dove in to research and tried to find out what the issue was and why nothing was working. And then finally I discovered what I thought was the condition, which was the hydrogenitis. So I went to my doctor and said, I think I have this and can you refer me to a dermatologist? And I went to a top dermatologist and... That's the thing with those things you have to like like family physicians they just can't especially when it comes to skin yeah i find it you know you go in there and they you know they don't really they can't really tell you anything and yeah 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 that i mean that's just it yeah you have to take these things in your own hands and i was just was foolish enough not to do it sooner yeah because it's it's acne it's you think, oh, well, I'm just going to grow out of it eventually. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's just going to go away. That's yeah. what happens to everybody else. Right? Yeah. And then years fly by, and you're still wondering, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why can't I get rid of this? Yeah. What's going on? The problem's not next week anymore. I don't need this stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I have young kids at the time. And yeah. Why should I be dealing with, with these problems? Because the pain can be quite intense. You get large cysts yeah yeah very awkward places and yeah anyhow went to the dermatologist and he can confirmed it and we had a plan and i got on some medicine and uh and that kind of helped but it didn't really do anything and just from all the like it helps kind of contain if that makes sense yeah but contain it, in the sense of like 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 less breakouts or yeah, yeah, is it exactly. that kind of thing kind of yeah 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 contain it it definitely helped with like the smaller acne yeah but it wasn't definitely wasn't curing the issue yeah but i was on that for a year just to do the do the medical part and to you know take on that aspect mm-hmm. what the doctors say you should do but when i realized it wasn't going to fully work while well, i just dove into more research and went the dietary approach and you know read forms of people who were suffering with it and and read the comments of what what they were doing to help themselves and I've discovered a lot of people were doing um, like the paleo style diet right it was helping or keto diet and it was helping them uh, get their condition under control yeah well as I was finishing my medication I went into keto and did that diet for a while and, and of course that that helped significantly yeah um and i started to lose weight and there was a lot more energy was yeah more energy a lot of health benefits started happening yeah and um but it still wasn't working fully and you know you keep doing research and you keep reading what people are doing and you go by the uh, anecdotal you know accounts of, of people who are having success and came across the carnivore diet yeah and which i can fully get behind right off the bat i'm I'm with you on this one yeah like yeah it's it's tasty yeah (laughs) it's something that i can easily follow it i mean at first yeah it's a little challenging yeah and even now it's still challenging i'll be honest Mm -hmm. like but anyhow so went on 
decided to just go for it and like uh, about I guess October of uh, 2018 I decided to jump just do carnivore straight yeah and I did that for roughly about four months um, and everything just got exponentially better it just the skin cleared up yeah all the issues went away breakouts just stopped like within they actually stopped within about a month and then things started getting healing a lot faster yeah and uh, and you know it's the best my skin's felt I guess since I was maybe 13 or 14 yeah so that's crazy in itself yeah and uh, and then there's all these other benefits that happen from it tons of energy lost a lot of weight yeah um, body composition got better performance athletically like playing teen sports and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff got better and just overall like feel better and skin's better and, you know yeah so I did that pretty like hardcore and like really committed for about four months there mm -hmm. and then now it's more it's not like full-on carnivore I've introduced some things back into my diet yeah things that you know you have to try things to see what works what might give you a reaction which mm -hmm. might what might trigger your disorder and so you have to go through that process that but, sounds like a like super tedious like to introduce things and and uh, the process of elimination which you have to go through I mean because yeah. your body's not gonna be the same as someone else that may have the same autoimmune disorder like if if they have the same one as you they might react to say a leafy green different than you do yeah. or not have a reaction that you you know it's true yeah like a person can have the exact same disorder I have and will react completely different they might react from certain animal products right like like well I mean cheese is one of my triggers and that's yeah. an animal product so I, I yeah. just stay away from cheese yeah and milk and it's tough. Um, it's it's really tough. tough. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, and like a major trigger. I just had a blizzard this afternoon, so I don't know if I'd be able. To... Oh, that actually has no dairy, though. Maybe. Well, it's... I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dickhead. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the blizzard <laughs> of the month. Like I was driving by, I couldn't, I couldn't refuse it. It was like, gotta do it. Well, one thing that was tough is I had to quit drinking for a couple weeks. But I'm glad I did it because thankfully I can still drink beer. Unfortunately, pretty much any vegetable right. will trigger the disorder. Yeah, and and that that it's it's pretty hard to deal with because yeah. you know you you probably didn't lose as many friends as being a vegan, so that's kind of good <laughs> that you maybe. Uh... Well, and that's I mean that's the funny part because I did do a phase of you went through veganism through no not veganism but being a vegetarian. Oh, okay, you never. So, the full Didn't, vegan couldn't do full vegan I right. was even contemplating doing full vegan but mm -hmm. and I was vegetarian for about four years because I thought that would help yeah. with the condition it actually yeah. did help at first yeah you know not drastically but it was it was significant enough for me to think oh this this is working and then you yeah. just get stuck in that mindset yeah and so when, like when you start something new like did you like after doing it a lot of times and figure out what worked and what didn't work for you was there like a um, like a grace period where you could figure, okay, I'm feeling good, but then if I get after two weeks, it starts going downhill. Like with the vegetarianism, when did you start? Like, was it different for different things you tried? Well, or? 
part of the vegetarianism was, you know, was trying to do it for ethical reasons too. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I guess, feel kind of stupid about that. Which in Alberta, it's pretty hard to, <laughs> it's pretty hard to do that. I think if you tried the 50 kilometer diet here, all you'd be eating is cabbage and uh, maybe some corn, some wheat. Yes. <laughs> we don't grow a lot of fresh stuff. Here. I would die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Vegetarian, you still can eat like cheese and mm-hmm. eggs, I guess. If you, so I was still getting some animal products and that's what kept me going on it for a while. Yeah. But at the end of it, I got pretty, pretty sick and I think it's just because my immune system was compromised. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then once I brought animal products back in, gradually yeah. started getting better. Yeah. But then, of course, when I went full carnivore, like everything got better. Yeah. And I mean everything. Like, yeah. Tried that vegetarianism. And, yeah. Yeah, it was. I kind of regret it, to be honest. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had to figure it out, so I guess you can't fully regret it, or or do you think? Um, no, I think it was kind of wasted some years doing it. Yeah. Oh, you did it for years. Yeah. Like I was, oh, okay. I was a vegetarian for four years. Holy I didn't like announce it to everyone like yeah vegans who can't wait to tell you that they're vegan exactly that's the worst <laughs> that's the worst yeah as far as the uh, skin disorder the autoimmune disorder it's it's worked better than anything I've tried and, and it might not work permanently yeah but it works for now yeah and I know like when I bring when I reintroduce something I'll I'll have a reaction within 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So I'll know right away what uh, what will trigger it, right? Yeah. So it's been easy to figure out what the things that I can't eat, which also sucks because I can't eat tomatoes, red peppers, like potatoes, spicy peppers all these speaking things. of irish that would be the that would be another tough one you, you got all the tough ones like <laughs> oh my god well and those are my favorite foods like mm-hmm. tex-mex mm-hmm. who the hell it's my favorite food to cook mm-hmm. is tex-mex tacos so yeah like like do you eat can you eat all the meats then like is it fine for because you always hear like pork is not greatest for you and then there's obviously religious well yeah you can eat all them i eat all meat like yeah. honestly the only animal product i have a problem with is uh is dairy yeah except for butter like uh, grass-fed butter oh, okay most butters i'm okay with and i can have a little like uh so grass-fed butter you can't do i can't yeah oh you can't okay. yeah yeah okay. and i wonder like i haven't tried like unpasteurized dairy like real dairy right right uh it's only the stuff we get out here which is which is absolutely delicious over yeah it is yeah, I, miss it. It. Yeah. I miss it a lot yeah. i'll eat pizza once a year yeah and just deal with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure i got nothing to do the next day yeah. kind of thing yeah well uh, you can get through it the thing is it lasts weeks though right mm-hmm. just get a, a breakout and then you have to deal with it for but that's another thing if there is a breakout they go away a lot faster Yeah, it's crazy. Like, all I had to do was not eat vegetables. Yeah. And suddenly I feel better than I felt in 15 years. Yeah. 
lost, I lost 45 pounds. Since October? Yeah, and I lost that weight within, within three months. You lost 45 pounds in three months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, I exercised a lot too. Yeah. It was the combination, and mm -hmm. it was a lot of discipline. Did you do any intermittent fasting? Or oh, did yeah. You try? yeah. Fasting's absolutely key. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's crucial. And you just do it naturally. You don't even, it's not like you plan to fast. You have a big meal, like a big plate of steak and eggs, mm -hmm. and you feel fine for the day. Yeah. And, you know, people that would probably say, well, that's crazy. Oh, all this cholesterol, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Meat is basically a superfood. It's so nutritionally dense. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but it has, you know, minerals and, and nutrients that you can only get from from animals, right? From yeah. That humans actually need. Yeah. And the obvious one is B12. Mm -hmm. But, and then eggs, you know, you get a good source of eggs and like nice dark yolk. And the egg yolk, I mean, that's one of the few sources of vitamin D3 outside of the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but it's loaded with all the other nutrients. Yeah. That, and I think that's part of why I've had so much success is I wasn't, my body wasn't absorbing the nutrition from the vegetables, the way that it absorbs just from the meat products. Yeah. Right? They call it like bioavailability. Mm -hmm. So for me, like that's how my, that's how I'm getting the nutrients that are helping me to keep the disorder away mm -hmm. and to, and if something does happen or if something breaks out, then instantly I'm getting what I need to heal. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. You know, is like, because people always say, oh, like red meat, like your gut doesn't pro process it properly. Like I've heard that argument, like gut rot or, or that kind of thing. Like I've, it's there's such a stigma on that and it's I don't ridiculous. understand. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I had acid reflux for over a decade. Yeah. I used to have to carry a bag of Tums around with me. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't need it anymore at yeah. all. Never. Yeah. And just like, for anecdotal references, people with uh, Crohn's disease and mm -hmm. other like irritable bowel syndrome, they've gone on this diet, and you can anyone can go and just look up carnivore diet on YouTube or Google, and you're gonna come across all these personal stories that people are telling of how they've completely changed their lives for the better just by making this one switch, yeah. by dropping the vegetables and yeah. And, uh, like it's, people are curing Crohn's disease yeah. by doing the carnivore diet. Yeah. You know, people are dealing with their, um, mental health issues with a carnivore diet. Wow. Like it doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone, but, and I'm by no means like, don't, I'm not giving medical advice. I guess, <laughs> yeah, we, right, I guess right. we need to, uh, emphasize that if anyone's listening, like, we we both became doctors at say yes so <laughs> like that was our, that was our two years two years yeah it was a yeah we uh it was a very fast <laughs> program we were genius doctors we were like uh, Doogie Hausers a couple of Doogie Hausers over here so that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah like if anyone's interested in it especially if you if you have an autoimmune disorder or you know anyone that has an autoimmune disorder mm -hmm. just do some research listen to some of these stories of success that people are having 
and it's mind blowing. You go down a, it's a rabbit hole really of, of information. Yeah. Uh, especially on the nutrition side. Yeah. You learn about all these things that are so essential for, for your body, for yeah. your, of what like allows your body to regenerate and, and to heal. And like even you, you were saying about your teeth even. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Like about that. Well, and that's funny because in, and that, when I, in my second year of being a vegetarian, my teeth went completely to shit. Yeah. And I had to get a whole bunch taken out. As a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to get all my wisdom teeth yanked out, and they had never been giving me a problem till that point. And yeah. I didn't really take the best care of my teeth, but. Right. Nonetheless, it was into the vegetarianism. Suddenly, the teeth collapsed. It's, that's been one noticeable thing about doing the carnivore is how like how much stronger and better my teeth have felt in the last couple months since I've started it. Why is that a thing? Uh, it's the animal fat proteins. Okay. And so it's basically it like strengthens, strengthens your teeth from the inside, mm-hmm. right? Like even down to the root or is it like... Uh... Yeah, from the very... Yeah core like yeah yeah into your gums and everything yeah and it, you just have like because of the animal fat proteins and the fat is key that's a big part of it right yeah you know and you're getting things like collagen collagen is really good for your joints and your bone density you get that from a lot of the fat and a lot of the tougher parts of the animals mm-hmm. you know like the knuckles on chicken wings and that kind of thing yeah that's yeah, hard to eat no one likes to eat that shit yeah it's actually really good for you especially right. if you're if you do like team sports or you work out a lot and you have sore joints when you eat chicken wings next time eat the knuckles like so the end piece like yeah. those end parts that stuff that everyone ignores yeah if you're like had just had a hard workout and you went for wings and beer after clean your me. clean your bones clean the bones because that stuff is amazing for your joints really yeah it's amazing for your joint. It's amazing yeah. for your, like your knees and your, just your bones in general. Yeah. Like that's how we evolved. That's how we got to where we are, right? Right. From, like taking it back to an ancestral. Yeah, ancestral eating. Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. Like the paleo style diet. Yeah. The thing is, you kind of have to look at yourself. You know, genetically, geographically, where are you from? Yeah. You know, most of my blood is, Northern European. Scandinavian and you know Ireland and yeah. England Scotland that area right. um, mostly Scandinavian actually yeah what were what were my ancestors eating 10 15,000 years ago mm-hmm. it like no fruit it wasn't bananas yeah no bananas <laughs> no fruit it no. wasn't jalapenos yeah, or <laughs> yeah. tacos and shit. yeah <laughs> like, it was animals nose to tail and you might eat some like root vegetables you might you know, seasonal berries and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fish, a lot of ruminant animals. Um, crepes. Yeah. Gotta have some crepes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a sweet tooth, so anything that's sweet, I'm like, I'm all in. So. Well, little known fact: the Scandinavians invented the crepe twelve thousand years ago. Right. That's uh, you can Wikipedia. Twelve thousand years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yep. The dawn of man. There was crepes. <laughs> Jeez, ancestral food. You didn't edit that wiki article. That's actual. That's actual real. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. my research. Yeah, 
But yeah, no, that's not that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like, should we? Before fire was even found, a man was like, let's uh, let's flatten this. Uh, I invented batter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, yeah, exactly. Just make it. Let's make an egg wash. And, uh, <laughs> like on a typical day, what do you eat? So, like steak and eggs is my staple. Yeah. And then I'll throw in, I'll eat anything. Like I like, uh, like chicken thighs and wings. Yeah. Because there's good the skin and the again the right to the bone. Yeah. Plus the so even eating the skin, that's what they say. Like that people like, they're well, afraid they, of the skins. Like don't eat the skin. That's the thing. That's that collagen. And yeah. So I have a skin disorder. Right. And skin is a rich source of the collagen mm-hmm. that I need and, and again anyone who has skin problems mm-hmm. so when you're at the stampede stuff. and you go to the chicken skin stand get some of that <laughs> get some of that good collagen it's good for you that's right <laughs> that might be almost cooked entirely out but that's okay <laughs> yeah, that's right, at that point it's I fried I still and, get it yeah um, and pork I like pork yeah the Especially like fattier cuts of pork, yeah, like pork belly, yeah. That's that'll settle in your. So yeah, it would just be chicken, steak, pork, fish, like fish, yeah, yeah, Uh, whatever. Sure, if it's an animal, yeah, it doesn't seem to give me an issue, right? So yeah, because there's also got to be like cognitive benefits of eating meat as well. Well, and that's that's an interesting thing because. Like cholesterol is so demonized, mm-hmm. but cholesterol is essential. I mean, yeah. every cell in your body requires cholesterol. Yeah, and your body does make its own cholesterol. And of course, there's too much of there's too much of anything really. But mm-hmm. that's why fasting is kind of a big part of because it allows your digestive system to properly break down and absorb everything. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Rather than just cramming one steak after another. Yeah. Followed by bacon. So all veggies, you're you're kind of ban like you kind of ban yourself from kind of thing, or I do okay with like some grains, grains. Right? Like I can handle some bread here and there. Oh, how like, about like, not that they're seeking this out, but like lentils or anything like no, that. No, no, can't I, do that. So no, I'll avoid those. And beans, anything? no beans, no, no beans, no, because beans are pretty toxic. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like that's the issue is that plants. You know, for, and this isn't for everybody, but plants contain some pretty serious toxins that can really affect a certain percentage of people on this right. planet, right? Yeah. And like things like beans, lentils, they can be high in a toxin. It's they're called lectins. Right. And I mean, if you can't handle those toxins, they attack you directly, like they'll affect your nervous system because that's what an autoimmune disorder is right it's it's basically like your nervous your immune system your nervous system overreacts to something right that makes sense yeah so, so it's like, fighting those toxins that are in your body is that basically yeah and that, but it like it like it um, over puts all the focus on that and doesn't kind of regulate the rest of your body. Yeah. So it creates this imbalance and then other issues start happening. Right. And like, I mean, that's a pretty, I don't know if that's best explanation of it, but 
essentially that's what it is. It's like yeah. a, it's an allergy. They're they're like allergies, but it's your immune system that gets affected. Yeah. You know, if you have issue with these toxins, and lectins can be serious. I mean, that's why you have to soak beans and stuff over a day, and you have to cook the hell out of them because you have to get those as much of the toxins as you can out of them. Oh yeah. Like you, if people eat raw kidney beans, they can poison themselves. Jeez. I'm yeah. mainly just pouring it out of the can. I should really stop doing that. Well, it's already it's already soaked f- and cooked, right? Like it's Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And when you get them, yeah, when you but get them. But if you get them raw, raw then you have kid. to there's a huge process that you have to go through yeah. just just so that they're edible. And that's too much work, man. You know what? I'm not a crazy bean guy, so I could... No, that's that's more work than I need to do. So Yeah, just eat a ribeye. Yeah, exactly. Beans I don't need to. Beans. Any, the protein's not even that good. Yeah. When you go to the grocery store, are you spending, say, more than you were, say, when you were doing a vegetarian or, or, or comparable to when you were just, just eating normally, like even before you started really looking into the autoimmune stuff? Um, I, I do, but... You don't have to like ground beef is actually amazing. Yeah. And it, it Does it matter like like even like lean or like should you go more lean? Should you always do it that no, way? No, I go I go regular. I like You just the, go regular. I like the fat content. Yeah. Oh, okay. the fat is key. Remember yeah. like like for a keto diet, fat is key for yeah. that, right? Because you want your body to um, use the ketones and to burn fat as energy. Yeah. And you have to become fat adapted but that the thing is again you get back to the ancestral eating and that's what we subsided on right mm-hmm. so there's the example of you know various tribes across the world like you know the people of northern Canada up in Nunavut and Nunavut yeah. and that area commonly referred to as Eskimos right yeah do we need a caveat there do we need uh, a preface <laughs> yeah, for all our equal uh, listeners, um, we don't mean to be uh, uh, generalizing or stereotype. No. We're glorifying you, actually. But yeah, yeah, so their diet is almost entirely animal products, right? And mm-hmm. One of the most important sources of nutrition, they, they eat the blubber, the fat. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's... You know, and I guess it has... The fat helps... When you consume the fat, it helps uh, your, and I could be way off here, but from my understanding, it's it, it allows your body to absorb those nutrients better, right? And it comes back to that term bioavailability. Okay. And so I might sound a little ignorant on that, but uh, like I don't understand fully how it works, but yeah, you know, your body is flesh, and we've evolved evolved to absorb that flesh to get the pure source of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Like that's we walked away from the other monkeys out of the jungle that was the big difference mm-hmm. we started eating yeah mostly animals yeah right like chimpanzees eat, eat animals right like they're actually really good hunters yeah oh really they they actually eat like yeah. what, what, what kind of they'll like they'll hunt smaller monkeys they'll, they'll hunt, oh, yeah. they'll hunt in, together in teams they'll hunt I don't know, all, all, whatever's in the jungle, they yeah. will. Yeah. It's not the majority of their diet, but, you know, they will eat animals. Yeah. And that's kind of like where we went different 
we walked out of that jungle, got down from the tree, yeah, and just started eating all these motherfuckers around. Yeah, us. we're like, we're getting the <laughs> fuck out of here. This is yeah, yeah. This monkey meat is trash. We gotta get some better stuff here. And even even uh, predators, lions, you know, big cats, mm-hmm. like they'll eat. They they eat mostly the organs and you know brains, organs, that stuff. They they won't eat a lot of the muscle meat. That's mm-hmm. like you know the vultures come in and they tear off the muscle meat and the eyeballs. Yeah, and that's because the organ meat is the most nutritionally dense part of of an animal. Like yeah. I'll eat. Just, just to like, you know, make sure I have enough nutrition. I'll eat liver. Yeah. Once or twice a week. Yeah. Because, well, it's loaded with vitamin A. Vitamin A is good for your skin. Yeah. But it's also a source of vitamin C. Yeah. But any fresh, any fresh, uh, fresh meat, is a is a source of vitamin C. Is there truth to like, you know, corn is the ultimate like humans can't digest it that's what they say like is there a lot like like is corn that bad for you as far as um you know digestion us able to process it or is that something to always avoid or well i mean the mayans seem to be doing all right it's true but they've been eating it for thousands and thousands of years yeah. so yeah but you know in like in northern finland there wasn't any <laughs> corn up there so yeah. I mean I don't know how well us white folk can do with corn do with corn but I sure miss it yeah especially fresh corn, corn dogs tortillas. I mean yeah 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 corn tortillas yeah. corn dogs too. corn dogs yes, those of course are... I miss corn dog <laughs> yeah 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 those are can't beat those yeah when it comes to salt too is that like uh there's just been so much in the, the news about like, or just overall generations have let, been led to believe that salt is so bad for your heart. And so yeah, well, it's never anti-sugar or anti-carbohydrate, yeah. is it? Yeah. And yeah, you just go to any grocery store and what do you see everywhere? Yeah. Just carbs and sugar yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And that's what's been pushed on people. And suddenly heart disease has gone through the roof over the last... 50 years or whatever yeah and it's not because there's more salt in the diet or more meat if mm-hmm. anything people people have followed the guidelines so-called like food pyramid yeah ever since it was introduced people like statistically people have done a good job at trying to follow those guidelines and listen to what the so-called experts are saying mm-hmm. well ever since that pyramid was introduced look how bad Diabetes, obesity, cancer. heart disease, cancer, all these things yeah. have gone through the roof. Well, the thing they recommend you eat the most of is breads and cereals and past like carbohydrates, which your body turns into sugar. And then yeah. on top of it, we eat more and more sugar. Yeah. And pour Mountain Dew over top of all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like my spaghetti dinners with a good Pepsi Cola, so I probably should stop. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's... like that scene in Elf where yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's syrup all Corn, over. yeah, all over. Gumdrops and whatever was in there. Yeah. That's the uh, American diet right there. Yeah. And, and then they demonize <clears throat> the things that actually help to balance out some of those things. Salt is incredibly important. Yeah. It's one of the best sources 
electrolytes. Yeah. Like people. Even like normal like table salt, like that's that's fine. Like anything Uh, like that, or should you more? You should try and I mean Himalayan pink. Like one of the things they did with salt, what a deficiency that most people in North America had as they were introducing the standard American diet Mm. was people were deficient in iodine which is a key electrolyte mm-hmm. for your system. Yeah. And so one of the things they did was they added iodine to salt. It was really easy to do. Mm-hmm. And they helped to even out those numbers across the board relatively fast. But I would avoid... And so table salt has that. So yeah, I mean, it's okay for table salt. But I mean, sea salt. Just go get some sea salt. Like, yeah. It's... same and mm-hmm. it's way better mm-hmm. it has the natural iodine and like and so yeah salt like you said like that's important and you know people who start a ketogenic diet they get the keto flu and they have issues and and one of the problems that they have is they they don't realize they're supposed to be adding more salt to their to their meals or even just having a little salt water some point like right. one cup of water with maybe a teaspoon of salt during right. the day and a lot of those issues are going to go away see i only drink that when i have hiccups and i got a canker sore or something like that then i'm like drinking salt water but that's something to like you know well, and like a canker sore that's from comes from within in right yeah so that makes sense yeah i've never tried that for hiccups that works I don't know if it works. It was one I my my mom and dad would always like, or my mom would always say like, you know, try this, turn your head upside down, because you know, when a kid like hiccups just got to be like they would just get out of control. Oh, yeah. I still get like, if I eat spicy food, that's the time it'll come back, and I'm not expecting it. When I'm ready for it, it's weird. Like if spicy food just gets me off guard, my body's just like, well, fuck, you didn't expect that. We're gonna make you hiccup like an idiot for the rest of this time. Yeah, in man, front I don't of people. know. I like, I don't get it either. When I drink like twenty beers, I get hiccups for something. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, it's so weird. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I a, have twenty two and I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty two. But yeah, salt's key. Honestly, yeah. it is. It, and sea salt. Just get sea salt. And use sea that salt. to season everything. Yeah. From what I understand, you, your body you can't overdose on salt. Right. Your body yeah. knows how to handle to deal with a lot of salt yeah um but with sugar sugar no yeah your body doesn't know how to no yeah for most humans even the you know people on the equator line or whatever you have access to you know a lot of fructose with fruits and whatnot yeah who have been eating that stuff for thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. you know you, like they can handle it a lot better than northern Europeans can yeah right or northern Asians yeah and it comes back to that it's that ancestral eating yeah and I mean it, it, it's so frustrating to follow um, you know even like the North American diets because there's always new research kind of I'll put air quotes around that that just comes out and it's like oh no yeah eat Stevia is good for you. No, actually, you know what? It's horrible for you. 
probably kill you or, you know and it's just like <laughs> it, it's so frustrating to follow and keep up with all these different trends like like obviously there's certain things like too much um like sucralose or whatever can you know obviously have harmful effects but it, it's so like i said it's, it, it's very confusing to follow all of those things and to keep up with the trends it's almost like fashion like it's like it's hard to like what's in right now what's not in like like it just feels like what's really going on here like i, I don't know like the pharmaceutical industry for example like my dad you know he, he's a diabetic and he just cut out eating like he eats maybe he was eating about like maybe three four pieces of bread and then he cut it down to maybe eating one a day and he's you know taking less metformin less diabetic medication than he was before yeah um but that's not something he was necessarily told no you know that's just something he you know like i had a conversation with him about bread just because i you know if he and he lost he's lost 40 40 something pounds since december so i think for guys it's a lot easier for that initial weight to come off than say maybe women but it is but but yeah, he's seen, and he's taking less medication, which is great. But the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry probably hates. Oh yeah. That it's, idea, like well, my dad. Like your dad, type two diabetic. Yeah. Yes, and so like keto, high fat diets and getting fat adapted reverses type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, that's happening for thousands and thousands of people. It's it's more than just like the odd person here and there yeah like basically any type 2 diabetic who does keto and your dad's probably not even doing keto properly no 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 if he was to go full on full keto yeah i bet you he would completely reverse it yeah and change his life yeah it's already just doing what he's done has so yeah yeah he's also been yeah walking like two hours a day but like or an hour and a half a day so that obviously yeah. helps as well you know death by pills like they really just pill you up and, and well i mean no one said it better than Chris Rock. Right. There ain't no money in the cure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Especially like where you go into these communities that are maybe lower income. It's just their options for. It's just even more. It feels like sugar, sugar, sugar. Like well, you, you know can't. What they call it. They call the, those food deserts. Have you heard that? No, I haven't heard that. So in these urban areas. Yeah. Which are you know impoverished and. Yeah the only source of food are these like local gas stations and these supermarkets yeah those convenience and stores and convenience all that stores and, that, and that's where most people are going because yeah. it's a couple blocks away or whatever yeah. and like you said all you get is chips you know like yeah pepperoni sticks or some shit yeah yeah gas non-refrigerated <laughs> uh weird meat sticks uh, that are yeah the side of cheddar yeah and then of course you pour mountain dew all over it yeah exactly you gotta pour <laughs> a nice put it over a bed of mountain dew or something like that and, uh, yeah i mean I, I liked a good slim jim shout out to uh and rest in peace to uh macho man randy savage you know but those things cannot be good for you there's no way for your body like cheesies no. you know no none of that is so food deserts they're just like yeah. high density power in um urban maybe population yeah, areas where you can't get fresh <clears throat> food yeah. right yeah and it's no 
it's no coincidence how high the levels of diabetes is in those areas. Yeah. It's, you'd almost say it's intentional. Yeah. As long as there's some pill that they can sell people to get them to pretend that they don't have to stop pouring Mountain Dew all over everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And the way the Mountain Dew commercials, I, I love the... The advertising is like I'm doing so many active things. Like I'm riding, <laughs> I'm riding a mountain bike through this treacherous terrain, and I'm like, at the end, I'm drinking a big juicy Mountain Dew at the top. Like it's like, all right, um, not sure that's uh, like if I drink pop right after working out, like it causes instant phlegm. I'm like choking right away. Like it's just like I already have like, you know, when you're working out, you get that buildup. Yeah, and it's like uh, that would be the worst. It's like. Dave Chappelle's Sunny D after a soccer game, like, I can't drink this fucking goddamn orange milkshake thing. Like, what is this thing? It's like so thick. It just feels like it's all kind of against you if you're if you're especially if you can't afford those options or those options aren't anywhere near to you. It's like, where do you even? Yeah, like where can you even go? And, well, I mean, and if you eat out, especially you go to the states, like their prices are just like you go to like fast food and like. And you go there and it's like a whole meal is like maybe five bucks and you get fries, a burger, all that. Yeah. And if you got a family, are you going to go, you know, are you going to go to like a Whole Foods or a, you know, like a sit down restaurant where you can get art or are you going to like in those times where you're, especially when you're traveling or anything like that, um, are you going to go to Burger King and and get, you know, it's like the options are pretty yeah, they're pretty, pretty detrimental. Yeah, like, yeah, you're herd, you're basically herded into it. Yeah. Right. Like, it fills you up. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. Then an hour later, you're yeah. ready for more. And, yeah. Because it's all just empty. Yeah. Calories. There's not. Yeah. Like you said, it's a burger or two burgers and a big thing of fries and then malt or yeah. some sort. Gotta of have a drink with that. And a big yeah, a big pop and. <laughs> And uh, then you might get some chicken nuggets or whatever yeah. with it and fills you up in that moment. Yeah. Can't, you don't get anything out of it. You yeah. will have some of the, like, obviously you'll get some nutrition. Well, oh, sesame seeds on the bun got to be good for you, right? I mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, damn it. <laughs> Shit, I shouldn't have had that McChicken uh, meal or something. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, doing carnivore it can be i mean if you're gonna go if you're gonna eat ribeyes every day of course that's gonna get expensive but Mm -hmm. you know if you have an issue and it's something you need to do like i said you can buy ground beef you know you can make meatloafs burgers and stuff yeah no buns with that or even a lettuce wrap like i guess you you would just eat well i wouldn't but i mean if if a person's on keto or whatever they can have have a lot of top it up with some veggies yeah um and it's again it's super cheap there's a good fat ratio to it yeah if you're counting all your micros and your macros Mm -hmm. i never did any of that though i never i yeah i just don't think it that that'd be the difficult part for me is like weighing like you know you're weighing your food or 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 like you're saying like counting the macros like you know i don't fully understand it so it's hard for me to even no, you don't want to do that like it's just so much effort like I find 
intermittent fasting, yeah, I could eat even, you know, better. But I find even intermittent fasting for me, I feel lighter just doing that. Yeah. Just kind of sticking to like, okay, change the pattern, but don't like diets. I don't think I could stick to the, I've never actually done a diet to be honest. I've never, you know, when Atkins was a thing, I never even tried any of those, mm -hmm. but, um, <clears throat> like, I just don't think I could do it. So when I saw like intermittent fasting, when I first tried it, the first two days were, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. I love breakfast. I love, you know, eating like, but then when I think back, I would wake up and just eat. I'm not even hungry. Like I would wake up at like, you know, nine and just eat out of like routine. And, and, yeah. and I'm like, I don't even really need this food right now. Do I need this cinnamon toast crunch? No, but do I love it? Yes. It's my favorite cereal. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. But you can maybe eat not cinnamon toast crunch, but you can eat like breakfast foods later in the day. There's no, there's no. Yeah. Well, and you can also adjust your, your, your time frame of yeah. when you're eating. Like if you love breakfast, then get yeah. up and eat breakfast, but then just don't eat till the, yeah. Till the next morning, like eat breakfast, eat lunch and then yeah. skip dinner. Or yeah. Something. I mean, if that's what you want to do, but yeah, I think that would be a, just a little more. Yeah. Th th that's the one I struggled with just because if I were to do that, like, eating at like the last time I eat is three and then I got to go to bed. Like I wouldn't, I know myself, I wouldn't be able to go yeah. to bed super hungry. So yeah. the 12, 12, 12 P to eight P is like right in the wheelhouse of when, uh, but those first two days, like I said, like I was taking, I was like, I remember I started on a Friday and then, um, Saturday I ate like a little bit and then I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. And I got like a normal amount of sleep. And I was like, I was like taking a nap. I was like, if this is what's going to be, like, I can't, I don't know if I could deal with this, but after time, your body just adjusts to it. And, and like, it only took about three or f maybe four or five days. And then I was fine. Like I was, yeah. but that first initial was, was difficult. Well, and you know, and if you're working out yeah, in the morning, say, and you can't eat till noon, that was, that was a tough one as well. Like makes it even, even more challenging. You know, I like to do 24-hour fasts myself. A whole day. Yeah. I like, I plan on taking on 48-hour fasts Cold. soon. Yeah. yeah. And I want to push that. Like, I want to, I would like to eventually get to a three-day fast, like, once every couple months. Yeah. And just do a three-day fast. Yeah. Because um, the benefits are, are so good. Yeah. I feel like that would be, you know, eventually you could get there. But for me, like, I would have to be just lying down the whole time. Like, I wouldn't even want to, like, But that's around. the thing. When your body starts to use ketones yeah, and use fat, those, yeah. well, that, ener that becomes energy for you. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the things I like, I, like I've done 36-hour fasts. Oh, really? And one of the things I just loved was the mental clarity. Mm -hmm. And... And, you know, when you, like, I love to cook, but not having to stress out about cooking is kind of, it's kind of, yeah. you know, it's freeing to yeah. a degree. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have to say I have a hockey game that night. I don't have to plan my day to mm -hmm. eat at a specific time to make yeah. sure, because I know that I've got the energy storage. Yeah. You know, and, like, I've played games fasted and, right. and perfectly fine. And, right. 
But how fun is meal prep Sundays and you post it on Instagram <laughs> and then you post a bunch of Tupperware containers. Like that's going to be my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty fun. Shit's gay, man. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a tribe in Africa called the Maasai. Yep. And Not Maasai Ujiri, the, the GM that just no. won the championship for the Toronto Raptors. Not the architect. The architect behind... 2019 champion. The gambler. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah, but he's amazing. No, the Maasai, they're, and they're an old tribe. They've always dominated their region. They, yep. They're the healthiest they, physical specimens. You know, extremely athletic, tall, incredible bone density, structure, everything you can name and and their diet is almost exclusively meat and one of the things they really like is uh, fresh blood yeah yeah uh, they, they drink a lot of like, fresh blood mm-hmm. like, they don't waste any part of the animal yeah they don't let the blood out they drink that blood yeah and it doesn't get more pure than that it's right out of the yeah right yeah so there's something to that idea. Even again, we talked about you know the indigenous people up up north, and and even like the plains natives in Alberta and Saskatchewan, like they would eat. It's mostly animal. Yeah. Like <clears throat> before us white devils came, <laughs> um, you know it was mainly an animal based diet. Yeah. You know they would eat again like root vegetables and seasonal berries, things like that. Yeah. You know some grains, but they weren't farming and harvesting and, and anything like that and like they're them too tall large athletically you know a lot of athletic prowess very strong mm-hmm. really nice bone density and structure yeah and it's the animal fat it's the animal fat protein right it's not like these fragile millennials we got coming up there jeez <laughs> I've never seen so many 20 year old men with soy titties <laughs> it's ridiculous man mm-hmm. these pear shaped men yeah there's a lot of that like, and and dad bod culture taking over uh, yeah, they don't have kids yeah exactly that's the problem it's like I earned my dad bod yeah exactly <laughs> that was years of <laughs> yeah it's uh, and, and just yeah I mean obviously you should always pair this with exercise you know yeah because it, but it doesn't have to be a lot I mean mm-hmm. but yeah I mean it doesn't matter what you eat you should everyone should be exercising yeah like it is not only like your physical benefits but obviously your mental health yeah you know those Always. endorphins those uh, you know it's just so important to have that yeah um, yeah it just it just opens things up you just feel so much better after doing something well you have to keep that infrastructure intact, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to do a lot. You don't even have to, you know, strain yourself too much. But you got to do something. Like you said, yeah. your dad walks. Yeah. That's that's good. Or swimming or whatever. Yeah. You got to do, you know. Just do some push-ups. Yeah. Every, like, every other day, do some push-ups. Yeah. Maybe some, some squats or something. Like, yeah. it's not, you got to do something. Yeah what is it after 40 or around that time 
as you enter middle age and beyond, uh, sarcopenia starts to settle in, right? What's that? Like that's where you start to lose your muscles if you don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And like your muscles naturally degenerate just because of your age, because you're on your decline. Yeah. But you can really counter it just by doing simple exercise. Mm -hmm. Every other day, do half an hour. It's not even, it's not that hard. No. You know, like, (laughs) just walking, even just jumping up and down 10 times. I'm serious, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, every other day, do do that. Jump up and down 10 Mm -hmm. or 15 times. And that alone, like something like that, will help your joints and your knees because it, it helps to because you're there's impact right yeah it allows the process of of the regeneration to yeah. be consistent yeah whereas if you're not doing that then things just stop regenerating if that yeah makes sense. yeah yeah don't do it when you have uh you know roommates downstairs and you're doing it at night like make sure you're <laughs> <laughs> don't do it in places where people will be like that guy's crazy he's just jumping in the <laughs> lobby of my building but no yeah does yeah. he have to scream when he does it like going more into the dental part of it was it that Weston A Weston A Price was it this that guy was yeah, that, yeah. Weston A Price yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he was um he was one of the heads or founders of the American Dental Association okay and uh he was an amateur um, anthropologist mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's like to study cultures and especially indigenous cultures yeah and again he's a you know one of the top dentists but he went around uh, traveling and studying these ancient tribes and indigenous people who lived this way for tens of thousands of years right yeah and what years was this like this he would have done this in the late 50s early 60s oh, okay. I think yeah. I could be wrong around yeah. around the exact yeah. time because he actually cared about you know people having healthy teeth mm-hmm. not just charging them for braces or some shit like that right, right, right. Um, but he started to notice the you know again the bone density the, the structure this is where I get like the Eskimo and the Maasai tribe Information from right from that Weston Weston A Price Weston A Price and he yeah he went and spent time with with these tribes and studied them and like you know um, chronicled their diets and and just really focused on what it is they were eating and yeah saw the connection between that they were eating a lot of animal their diet were diets were mainly animal fat protein they had perfect teeth and perfect bone symmetry and all these things yeah they didn't brush their teeth they didn't you know they might like pick at them and things like that I'm yeah sure but nothing them. like yeah. going out before yeah. i go to bed i'm gonna brush my teeth when i wake up in the morning I'm gonna brush yeah my teeth. they wouldn't do that yeah. kind of routine they wouldn't do that they had no need for that i'm right. sure they clean their teeth in some way like you should clean your teeth of course but yeah um but compared to say classic example is people in Britain right Oof, them teeth yeah, I mean the stereotypes real yeah, it's yeah, not. yeah. no no it's and 
and we see it in in North America and a lot of Western yeah. society where there's really bad teeth and it's yeah. excessive carbohydrates, and grains, and meats, all that stuff. Less of the the fat, the meat, the the meat pro like meat proteins, the yeah. fats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you can see it in their like the peasant class, right? I mean, like this is only. Think about it. Like this is only this is only a couple thousand years of of people, say in the United Kingdom, we'll just continue to use that as an example of yep. them eating excessive grains, and you know, because they lived under that feudal system and this massive class of uh, feudal slaves, essentially, yeah. weren't getting very good nutrition. They're they're eating lots of food enough for them to continue to do the work that they had to do yeah but they had terrible nutrition yeah but it feels like in those those kind of well there's a, a lot later but like say medieval times it was like heavy bread intake bread yeah paired with maybe maybe your meat too but that's all it was was bread meat but who would have got good quality meat typically yeah. right yeah the upper class people yeah right the easiest way to feed the lower class people is just stuff them full of bread yeah and you know they might I'm sure well they got meat too of course but like that's a quick way to be full and like yeah and to just keep the population at bay like yeah, yeah. breads and circus without the circus type of thing but yeah so yeah I mean this Weston A. Price I mean that's what he noticed and he made that connection like these people have lived this way for tens of thousands of years and that's how our ancestors used to live too yeah <clears throat> that's how we evolved that's how we got to the point where we are and suddenly in the last 200 years we decided no no that wasn't right yeah <laughs> no we really fucked up yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. look at all these muscles exactly I, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it feels like we've sit, taken such a turn in such a short period of time. Like, we, we were fine for thousands of years, is what it looks like. I mean... Well, and we were. So, if you... But, but we've obviously... We've gotten, you know, bigger than we were then, but... Depends where. Again, yeah. a lot of these indigenous cultures, very large people. The Maasai, for example, yeah. have always been very large people. Yeah. Look how big Scandinavians were way back right Vikings large I mean they still are like for the most part and you know like Mongolians they aren't necessarily big but they're built like freaking rocks right like they're just solid super strong people yeah um and it's just from from Genghis Khan having sex with all those people yeah I mean that guy but like like you're saying, I mean you can we have a pretty good idea of how humans have been, you know, through the like the how the, our digestive system has worked, our like things have been roughly the same for around hundred and twenty thousand years. Yeah. Right? As modern humans. Yeah. If not longer, I don't, I'm not sure on the exact dates, but right. hundred and twenty thousand. Mo- around roughly, yeah. right? Like the modern human as we are now. We're more or less 
you know, 120, 200,000 years, we've been this way. Yeah. We consume primarily animal products essentially for hundreds of thousands of years to get to this point. Hmm. And then continue to consume animal products to continue to evolve and advance over tens of thousands of years. Suddenly in the last... Like the agricultural revolution was around 10,000 years ago. So in that short amount of time, out of a hundred, say, out of 120,000 years, yeah. in just 10,000 years, we've completely reversed and changed everything. And when you look at it in that in like the scope, last, yeah, 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 in scope the last 10,000 years, yeah. And then when you condense more with just the last 100 years, yeah, what we've done and the results are catastrophic. Yeah. The rise of cancer has just been, say, since 19... You know, forty. Let's let's use that as a number. It's just it's just grown at, at like. It it just seems, especially in North America, that it's just so. I mean, maybe I'm just ignorant to North America, but it just seems, just completely out of control. And and um, yeah, you're right. Like within the last hundred years, that's a zero time frame. Zero. We've completely changed. Like we the the food pyramid, that would have been introduced in say the you know mid-century no well, mid-20th yeah. century or like yeah mid-20th century it kind was of introduced thing. uh at the end of the 60s or whatever oh there you go yeah, yeah. so not even 19th. so i mean you can like yeah in the last hundred years things have it's been that dramatic but even again you can shorten that window to even just the last 50 years mm-hmm. that's only two generations right yeah. in two generations we've completely devastated our health yeah because of this standard American diet yeah and again statistically the majority of people are following the diet look at how many people die every year of diabetes heart disease cancer yeah and so much of it can be related to diet yeah especially the heart disease and diabetes yeah yeah there's genetic components of course but particularly with heart disease and, and diabetes that's diet Mm-hmm. That's just making proper health choices. Yeah. Right? It just seems like the pattern seems to be getting worse. I know it's like we're, we're focusing on a more healthy lifestyle. It seems like the, I don't know, the, the motivation is correct, but it's just the execution of what we're, what we're actually putting into our bodies isn't exactly what we need. Like obviously, you know, people go through diets, you know, the, the diets of like no sugar, like obviously there's benefits there, but it feels like, you know, maybe all these vegetables, all these fruits aren't necessarily good for that individual. If like you say, we take it back to ancestral level, like for me and you, our ancestors come from a similar area of Europe. And, and, um, so we're not the same as, you know, someone from West Africa or someone from Mongolia or someone from Russia. Yeah. You know, it, it's a little bit different. So it seems like the trend, I don't know, maybe like, maybe we're just kind of staying stagnant or do you feel like it's, is there any way to go as far as like, are, is it getting worse or is it like, yeah, I think it's getting worse Yeah, and you can see it, uh, with this whole um, vegan push. Mm-hmm. 
you know, really pushing the, the vegan lifestyle. Yeah. You know, all these veggie burgers that are coming out and it's, it's beyond meat burgers beyond that's meat taken burger, over, yeah. you know, a and W, Tim Hortons. It's crazy. And McDonald's is gonna implement it soon because they all yeah. have to keep up with each other. Like, it's not veganism is, it's completely nutrient deficient. As much as people think, oh, they're getting all these plants and they're getting like, the more colors you eat, the more nutrition you're getting. But if your body isn't absorbing the nutrients from those things, and in fact it is absorbing anti nutrients. Yeah. Well, it creates serious health problems. Yeah. Um, just because of the toxins that are naturally in vegetables. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I see things getting worse because there is this real push, and it's kind of part of that whole you know climate change and oh you're gonna save the planet if you stop eating cows because of cow farts or something. Yeah. I mean does people actually stop to listen to that statement like <laughs> cow farts are causing climate change really <laughs> yeah yeah like giant animals ruminant animals mammals and all kinds have been roaming the planet for billions or millions and millions of years and yeah. Is that how the dinosaurs went extinct? Because yeah. they farted too much? Like, <laughs> Could you imagine a brontosaurus <laughs> fart? It'd be horrible. Jeez. <laughs> Big, those long neck, weird looking... Yeah. Man, they must have had so much global warming back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Just everywhere. <laughs> but, um, honestly, it's ridiculous. And so, you know, people... For, for good intentions, don't get me wrong, but people go into this... Like, I went into vegetarianism for good intentions. I believed in it. I wanted to do it. I didn't want to eat animals, and I thought it would help my condition and would help me be healthier. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was not good for me at all. Yeah. Some people can do it, and, uh, like, you have to find out what works for you. Yeah. I'm not saying don't go vegan, but find out what works for you. Yeah. But when there's this mass push to put, to, to get the culture shift and to get people to take on this lifestyle well a lot of people are going to get unhealthy because there's never been a human population that ever thrived not eating animal products ever it's never happened yeah no one can ever be a hundred percent vegan yeah no there's not one human being that can thrive eating 50 bananas a day yeah it can't happen Vitamin B12 is essential for our existence. Yeah. We well, have to have it. You know, even just a, like a little like side piece here is just like, you know, when it comes to like the supplement industry and the protein powders and, and that kind of, you know, can our body even really process those those no. protein powders properly? Not, like Not properly. Yeah. It just feels like a, an industry where I pay... You know, just the money to pay like fifty dollars a tin, say for example, like those big like, why not just forty bucks or something? Yeah, yeah. forty forty five bucks maybe with a gold card membership if you're a GNC. <laughs> it's not the best place to buy it probably, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like hemp protein or or any of those things yeah. like, um, 
you know, maybe hemp is maybe better for you if it's hemp. I used to eat hemp, hemp seeds, hemp shell, yeah. hemp protein powder all the time. Yeah. Again, that when I was a vegetarian. Yeah. My immune system went to shit. Right. Like not even just my skin problems. Yeah. We're talking, there were lots of other issues. Right. That, that happened. My. That's where the acid reflux really. Got bad. Yeah. And a lot of these other things, and I was just stubborn and wanted to continue on with it. Yeah. Until finally, I got really sick. I didn't necessarily get sick because of the vegetarianism, but my body was not didn't have the that base that foundation of you know solid nutrition yeah. to fight it off yeah. when it happened. And as soon as the, as soon as I got over that, what had what had happened, I was basically bedridden for ten days. Had yeah. to go to the hospital. Yeah. And it, it just knew right away that when that was done that I could no longer be a vegetarian that's without even knowing about the things I know now yeah and again this gets back to your question of why I think it's going to get worse like soy is one of the main things that they like to use in these what do they call it these burgers again these Beyond Meat Beyond Meat Beyond Meat is a whole brand of yeah, yeah. Uh, this you know a certain company that, yeah. yeah but um, it's you know insanely popular right now like it's the hottest thing oh right yeah now. Like, no i like, see people are all over it and because yeah. they think it's healthy and they're doing the right thing yeah this again that's why i think it's getting worse because yeah. red meat and everything's been so stigmatized for whatever reason but it's like these are soy-based products or mostly soy because they're getting you know a source of protein mm-hmm. out of it like lab created meat yeah you know I don't know what the you know it's heavy in the soy yeah well soy is high in estrogen right and that's not good for excuse me especially for males it's not even good for females it's not good for males because we shouldn't be producing estrogen Mm -hmm. we produce a little bit naturally or whatever but And I think this is probably a, a way to kind of wrap this up. But yep. The issue is these plant products, these plants, mm-hmm. they have built-in defense mechanisms. Plants don't want to get eaten. Yeah. They don't grow for us to go eat them. Right. Yeah. They grow because they're part of the ecosystem and they they want to live and they want to spawn and they want to... So that's where these toxins come into play. Yes, and they've developed toxins over millions of years through their own evolution. Yeah. Plants can't run away. Right? Yeah. So they've developed... And we all know this. Like, everyone knows that there are poison ivy. Yeah. Um, toxic plants all throughout the jungles. Yeah. Well, why is... Uh, uh, berries, you know, yeah. berries that are, you know, horrible for us that birds yeah. can eat that would be, you know, um, you know, destroy our vitals. Yeah. Birds can eat them freely and... Exactly. The beans, like I was talking about earlier. Um, You know, like one of these toxins is called oxalates. And they're like little tiny, you know, microscopic, uh, like shards of, they look like shards of glass almost. And they just bind to things, essentially. And they just break down your your tissue 
right? And it makes your body, it, it makes it hard for your body to absorb any of the nutritional value that might be attached to that oxalate. So, for example, spinach is high in oxalates, right? Now, spinach does contain all these wonderful things that scientists tell us. Vitamin A and blah, 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 and all iron and this and that. Yeah. But they're also high in oxalates. So, for every, you know, particle or whatever it is of nutrition, your body is also taking on an oxalate with it. Now, you can eat calcium and that can... Forget it, like detaches it or something like that. I'm not a scientist. So yeah, yeah. Forgive me for sounding ignorant on it, but like the point is, that's a lot of people just cannot tolerate oxalates. Kidney stones. A lot of men get bad kidney stones. Yeah. Well, what they found in the last couple of years is because of high oxalate consumption. Like if you eat too many blueberries, you're gonna get a kidney stone right because you're gonna consume too much oxalates yeah and you know it like crystallizes does does that necessarily like is oxalates like like you said like is it being is dehydration have anything to do with that or kidney stones in general or eating like does that have anything to do with kidney stones or you know i don't i don't know that for for certain but i do know that you know i was having this conversation with an uncle of mine and because they noticed I'd lost weight and that's yeah. what happened so I got into the story and then yeah. and then eventually this topic came up of oxalates and he's like oh. and it just clicked when he's like well I just had a kidney stone and my doctor told me I can't eat blueberries anymore because it will form another one or whatever and he's like and blueberries are my favorite thing is yeah. you know my cousin's like yeah you love blueberries you eat blueberries all the time yeah and, and they just that's another thing with the, like you know we can go into media but like just how they tell you this is an antioxidant you need your antioxidants that's an interesting thing right there antioxidants yeah because your body actually has the ability to produce its own antioxidants yeah and when you introduce um extraneous i think that's the word anyway when you introduce outside you know antioxidants you're countering what your body can already natural naturally do, oh, okay. and so it like negates it. Oh, right. Yeah. If you're getting proper all your proper vitamins and minerals and all the, you know, essential nutrients that you require, mm-hmm. your body naturally produces the antioxidants. Yeah. But when you introduce a foreign source of antioxidants, yeah. it can basically it can mess things up. Wow. But everyone is as everyone yeah. is their own, has their own experience. Mm-hmm. But if a person consumes a certain amount of oxalates in one sitting, they will die. Doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact. It's like up to thirty grams. Remember, these are tiny, tiny. Right, like you'd have to eat a lot of spinach to get that much oxalates. But yeah. well, well, so dogs are highly sensitive to oxalates. Highly, highly sensitive. And that's one of the reasons, what's one of the things that everyone knows, don't feed a dog chocolate. Yeah. Right? Well, it's not because of sugar or anything. It's because chocolate is high in oxalates. Peanut butter. Peanuts are high in oxalates. You should never feed a dog peanut butter. Right. Like, 
again, so all, all like those... milk, like if, if there's calcium in there, it does make it better, right? <laughs> like because it prevents the oxalates from binding to your tissue because they'll bind to the calcium as opposed to your tissue. Yeah. So you're okay. Like you could feed a, a dog some milk chocolate and it might just get a little sick. Mm-hmm. But if you feed your dog too much, say, just dark chocolate, you'll poison it to death. Yeah. Right? And not even a lot. Give it a bar of dark chocolate, you might poison that dog to death. Mm. Right? And we're not far removed from dogs. Right. As far as how our biology works. Yeah. And so, and this is, for me, and for my autoimmune disorder, I think that's one of my issues, is the oxalates and the lectins and some of these various things from the veggies where the reaction occurs where my immune system goes into overdrive and focuses on whatever that just yeah and then it reacts in a, in a there's a counter reaction right yeah like I don't know what even could have triggered this disorder it yeah. could have been some shot or vaccine I got yeah I don't know yeah could have been uh, some medication I was put on when I was like, I found out I was allergic to a moxel when I was really young. Oh yeah, which is just a type of fungus, right? But right. there's there's actually so little research that's been like there's a lot of research, but it doesn't get a lot of uh, push in mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. And it is it's completely fascinating when you start to go and and look into these, you know, the doctors and scientists who are, who are compiling the data and, and telling people we have an issue here with these things and yeah. there are other ways to help people we need to look at all the possible answers not just put people on pills and hope they're going to be better yeah right pills play their part too though but yeah I mean there's certain times where it's needed for yeah. sure but yeah. for people it's not just about losing weight it'd be one thing if it was just another way to lose weight yeah the history of keto, I mean, I forget what it was or when it was, I think it was the late 60s, but they developed it to help kids with, um, like, severe um, seizures and things like that, right? right? So a mental issue. Mm-hmm. So they put these kids on a high-fat, like, almost no-carbohydrate diet, and it was the fat and cholesterol that helped balance their brain out. Cholesterol's so good for your brain. Yeah. Right? People don't understand that. Yeah. But cholesterol is really good for you. Yeah. It's ridiculous that it's been demonized the way it has. Mm-hmm. That That's the difference, I guess, between the keto and low-carb way of thinking, where it's not necessarily a fad. People are, are fixing serious health problems. Right? It's not just about losing weight. People are treating and getting better with their mental health disorders Mm -hmm. people are like we talked about type 2 diabetes people are reversing their heart disease Uh, irritable bowel Crohn's different digestive issues through keto through carnivore Um, joint issues back issues all kinds of different health issues yeah like really like out there is like you know with the carnivore diet is like one of the big, uh, you know, big names out there is Dr. Jordan Peterson and his daughter have been doing that and they've been seeing, yeah, you know, incredible results, especially his daughter had serious health issues, serious. Oh yeah. And she's 
you know, he, he had, he, he's, he said himself, he's, he's lost, not that he was overweight really for the most part, but like he lost weight and like his gut has never felt better and, and things like that. Just doing that. Well, he also said that his, excuse me, his um, <clears throat> clinical depression right. got better. Yeah. And that's a real common story with people is they're again there's all these it's all anecdotal but Mm -hmm. I mean you can go and find thousands of videos of vegans saying that they've cured all these things by switching to a vegan diet and so there's anecdotal evidence on that side and a big part of that is you just get off the standard American diet and you suddenly you're eating better right Mm -hmm. Because initially when you switch to a vegan or vegetarian diet, you're getting better food in your system, right? Because you're cutting out the chips and the pop and the, the health benefits are maintained. It's not, you don't just feel better for a little bit. As long as you stick to the diet and maintain some discipline, you'll always have those benefits. <laughs> Whereas people on vegan, they're, they're within a couple of years, so many of them quit. Most vegans quit yeah. after a certain amount of time because they just get really weak. Yeah, and a lot of vegans are experiencing a lot of mental health problems because they're not getting that animal fat, mm-hmm. that, that protein, and that cholesterol that yeah. they need. I mean, who knows? This could all be bullshit. Mm-hmm. All I know is it works right now. It's worked better than anything else has ever worked. Yeah, it just seems like it's a tough pattern to change because you know again it goes back to media and what they you know kind of pour down your throats or tell you what to pour down your throats yeah and that's a good way of putting that and like it's so hard to break that cycle because you coming off like saying carnivore diet people you know the stigma on that is just like what like why would I eat nothing but meat like it's just like it's so hard to break through to people because they will always resist that. There are people who are just going to resist that traditionally. And it, it feels like so hard to break through. How do I get through to, you know, mass people? Like, you know, this could, you know, why not change something different than the la- these last, like, 50 years have been so health-wise we've never been worse in this yeah. continent. Like, something needs to change, and it's just... Yeah, it's just how, how do you how do you break through? How do you um, how do you really get people to actually experiment with their diets? Like it's so it's so hard to uh, people are just so obsessed with like like you say that fad diet that okay this has a cool name okay the magazines have a little bit about it or social media is really pumping this out. Let's well, try mean, this. I mean, and like for girls, like is that like. Maybe the carnivore diet for women, especially, maybe even a stronger stigma. Like for guys, it's like, okay, we're guys, we can eat meat. But for girls, it's like, meat, ha- I don't know, maybe I, 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 this is just a thought I have coming, like right now, is just like, yeah. maybe girls find that meat is almost like, like, like just like, this is, this is not a feminine thing to do. I don't well, know. I mean, it's funny because there is a great, um, story out there well, of course I forget the, the woman's name but she uh, 
basically was overweight her entire life. Yeah. Um, standard American diet, but and then had I forget what it was an autoimmune disorder, but I forget exactly what it was. But and then she had uh, bipolar disorder, and you know just a, a variety of issues, and also she was. You know, her womb, she couldn't get pregnant, you know, and had been trying with her husband for such a long time. And this is, uh, you know, this is before anyone really actually knew, like, the Atkins or anything. It's kind of like, just as that was starting, like, what, that, that would have been, like, early 2000s or yeah. something. Yeah, it'd be right around there. Anyhow, her doctor, who actually cared and actually did research, suggested, well, why don't you go on a low-carbohydrate, didn't call it keto at that time, just mm-hmm. a low-carb-carbohydrate diet. And she did, and instantly lost the weight. Instantly everything got better, including her bipolar. But ahead of the time, even she was like, well, I'm just going to cut out the veggies too. And so she went right into all-meat carnivore diet. And not only did her mental health problems go away completely, again, this is just her story, But now she's had three children, whereas before she couldn't even get pregnant, even though her and her husband wow. had been trying for years. Yeah. And she had all three of those children eating nothing but meat. Yeah. And those kids are perfectly fine. Yeah. Just as healthy as any any kid would be, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they just eat meat, but anyhow, like that's just one of those stories. Like so it's not even about gender, it's not it's just if you have an issue yeah. don't really have anything to lose yeah. if it's not working then try something else exactly yeah and yeah, know I'm... and just know where where these this these nutritional guidelines they're not the be all end all they're not like the Quran of food right? exactly you yeah. know like you're gonna you gotta find what works for yourself yeah yeah I mean yeah what do you really have to lose so, I mean, yeah, you're gonna lose the enjoyment of eating bread and like mm-hmm. sugar. Yeah, those those desserts, which I have really that that'd be the tough yeah. part for me is well, to it's say tough for me. I still have yeah. I have my moments of weakness. You yeah, know, I'll crush some chocolate chip cookies. Oh yeah, that's not good. Those are classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, like you just if you have serious problems, and even if you don't, just even just to try it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I hope more people can just be slightly open-minded to the idea of uh, trying something new, and why not um, why not see what works for you? Yeah. yeah, and look into the stories when you just hear about these people's stories, like mine. They're yeah. pretty inspirational. How yeah. people have really just fixed so many health problems. Yeah, just through dietary changes. Yeah, you know, not yeah. just carnivore diet, just by cutting out the sugar and bread. Yeah. make massive improvements in your health yeah try it out north america try it out guys